I, I, the irony is not lost on me. Oh my god, am I am I loud? How loud am I? Is that good? Is that better? Jesus, it's loud in my headphones. This is my new producer. Anyway, hey, thank you for listening, everybody. Welcome back to the Standby Podcast, the perfect podcast to listen to while standing by to do government work. Um, I, uh, the irony, of course, is what I was just talking about is, um, uh, a lot of you know me from Instagram, and that's like my biggest kind of uh, platform I'm on um, at Mike Cincy Official, all platforms except Facebook. I get rid of that Facebook, but Twitter and Instagram is kind of the only thing I'm on. I say all platforms, only two. Um, but uh, there's a really good chance um, that my Instagram gets deleted because of like hate speech. <laughs> now, I laugh because I've been on this platform for fucking like 10 years, and I have always been fucking just. No political affiliation, no real, no real thoughts or concerns on any matters that could be seem divisive. It's always been jokes or self-deprecating humor, or some kind of promotion or anything like that. Like I have actively avoided these things. But I will say, I have um, incurred my first real uh, infraction, if you will, on July twenty seventh of this year. So not too long ago, and it was a video <laughs> of a kid. Uh, it seemed like high school age, probably getting dunked on, and um, I shared in my stories, and it was just a really, you know, really intense dunk video. And I said, "Oh man, you have to kill all the witnesses after this one." You know the way people talk, and Instagram flagged it for um, violence and incitement. So I got my PP slapped, and I was like, "Okay, um, whatever." I, and the word "kill" might be a little strong. I don't know for fucking whatever. And then uh, I got my second uh, <laughs> PP slap on August 1st. Uh, and it was, there's this old National, from National Geographic, um, this old picture of uh, early, early days of Afghanistan. It's these two Marines, they're, they're digging a, a, a fucking trench, filling sandbags, wherever they're doing. And behind them, uh, in the foreground rather, was a sign sticking out of the dirt, and it said Taliban. And then it had arrows going every direction, like a perfect circle. You know, obviously the joke is Taliban's everywhere. And it's a great page. If, if you know what I'm talking about, you know. Like, this picture's been around forever. And a page shared it, and I was like, oh, man, I, you know, what a fucking blast from the past. So I shared it in my story, and I was like, man, uh, probably one of my favorite pictures from, you know, early in the war. And then Instagram flagged it for me sharing it, for the record, um, for violence or dangerous organizations, promoting violence or dangerous organizations. So now, I, every time I do anything, Instagram's like, hey, you're close to getting deleted, buddy. For 10 years. 10 years, I have done nothing to this platform but just praise it. And I've had to listen to all these other fucking idiots talk about, like, oh, man, they take down my shit. Well, it's like, yeah, you're sharing racist, like, weird, fu- oh, no one knows my dark humor. No, you're not funny, and they want to take away your shit, which is fine. But then there's me, on the other hand. Now that I'm a victim, I'm a <laughs> I fucking hate this shit. Um, I truly do feel like it's... Uh, it's kind of headed out for me because a day ago, I got my third, which is why I think it's going to be deleted soon, um, my third PP slap for sale of illegal or regulated goods because my buddy Dan, not the Dan you're all thinking of, uh, Dan from Combat Comover, he owns his own pomade like hair company, he has a scent called Cocaine and Hookers. He does like kind of like, you know, the military uh, lowbrow jokes that we've all said, like crown eater, cocaine and hookers, basic bitch, you know, it's shit we say. And, um, the word cocaine and hookers apparently, um, alluded to the sale or illegal regulated 
goods promotion or whatever the wording is. But I got my PPC for that. And again, that was me just sharing like, hey, you know, thanks. Shout out, you know, Combat Homeover for sending me some, he sent me a little swag bag. And it was like, yeah, no, no, this is it. You're going away. So all that to say, fuck you, Instagram. You're, you're <laughs> fucking out of pocket. It's out of control. Um, and I will take this opportunity to announce that we at the podcast have made an Instagram page finally. And all that to say, I I did it because um, the, I don't want to get too emotional right now, because I will, I fucking will. It's my podcast and I'll cry if I want to. But the reception and the amount of support and love and engagement I've gotten from doing this stupid little show uh, in my house has been, <coughs> it's been honestly overwhelming. Um, I can't stress how appreciative I am of everybody who, um, you know, gives, you know, five stars on iTunes and, and Spotify and leaves comments and, you know, messages me. It's like, hey, blah, blah, blah. It's, it just, it, it really is cool because this is something I enjoy doing. Um, I don't go to therapy as much as I should. So I, I, and Lucy is a bad listener, believe it or not. So I just, I like to talk and I like to kind of present my thoughts and feelings and, and experiences and share them. And it's always good to have that, that kind of stuff reciprocated, um, the, by the audience you hope to grab so I appreciate it so I'm doing all this because you know what I'm gonna keep fucking doing this podcast because I fucking enjoy it you all seem to enjoy it and so until the wheels fall off um but yeah <laughs> follow me follow the the new uh podcast page at standby podcast stand underscore by underscore podcast on Instagram it's the only platform I'm gonna do and I'm just gonna use that to do strictly podcast stuff um and I was blown away by the amount of people with a, a show called Standby uh, when I was trying to get that fucking handle. So stand underscore by underscore podcast is the new Instagram. And then also uh, I have an email attached that you can email the show directly. It's standthehellby at Gmail. Because again, Standby Podcast, Standby Show, Standby Pod, all that was taken by Gmail. So this is a fucking, this is quite the name to get. And we are the number one Standby content uh, trending right now, so I appreciate you all so much. <clears throat> all right, now that that's out of the way, let's. I, I have I have a bone to pick. It's it's gonna be a uh, very one eighty kind of degree turn here, but I this has been bugging me for since it happened. So it's been a few weeks now, but it's something I can't stop thinking about. It's gotten to the point that Sunday I called a myriad of people. Um, just like friends and family and just like, am I, am I out of line here? But anyway, this, this is what happened. Um, obviously my drug days are long behind me. I've been in the military for 13 years, so it's, you know, it's nothing I'm involved with anymore. But as a kid, I experimented because, you know, um, I'm from the Midwest and that is what you do. It's a rite of passage. And I've been out of the drug game so long, I always just imagined it would kind of be the same way that I left it. And apparently it's not. Apparently there's no etiquette anymore. <laughs> it's not fun and everybody's selfish. Here's what happened. I was at a bar um, a while ago and it was a shitty little dive bar in, you know, Houston. And I I said downtown, but a Houstonian corrected me. He was like, no, you're actually in whatever part. It, 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 again, I'm from the cornfields of Indiana. So anytime there's skyscrapers, that's downtown to me. I just say downtown. So I was downtown Houston. I was at a bar. It was a, uh, it was a weekday, so it wasn't like, you know, filled to the gills, but it was actually pretty full, because Houston's an enormous city, so everybody's drinking, and I had to, you know, naturally, I had to go to the bathroom, 
So I went to the bathroom, and this is the scene I saw. It's a small dive bar bathroom, so I walk in, and to the left, there is a, a urinal, and then to the right, there's a stall. And, and in the middle of that is the sink, so it's a very small, very secluded space. So I walk in, and I look left, and I see a guy. He's at the urinal. <coughs> Excuse me. And um, he's not using the urinal. He is doing cocaine off the top of the urinal. Now, how do I know he's doing cocaine? Because I saw him doing cocaine off the urinal. Now, again, I've been out of the drug world for a long time, so this was kind of like, oh, whatever. And um, I saw him. He turned around after doing a line, saw me see him, and then I just kind of, I just had to pee, so I just went into the stall and peed, um, you know, left, washed my hands first, then left. Now, everybody's thinking, first off, you're in a bar bathroom. People doing cocaine is not unheard of, and I understand that. The thing that bugged me the most is, in my dumb Midwest brain, I was so upset that he didn't offer me any. Now, I know, obviously, I would have said, no, thank you, sir. You enjoy your cocaine and, um, you know, have a pleasant night. And then we would have, you know, bowed or whatever. I don't fucking know. And, um, but yeah, I, I, it, it's bugged me because I can remember a time when somebody walked in on you doing something illegal, you know, in the bathroom. You say, hey, would you like to be a part of this? Therefore, you do not rat me out to people, I don't know, uh, in law enforcement uh, <laughs> positions, it was, it, to me, there was always an understood, like, through the air handshake um, when it comes to etiquette of doing drugs in the bathroom, of like, hey, would you like some of the drugs that I'm doing in the public bathroom? But he didn't offer me any, and it really stuck with me. So I was consulting a lot of people, and I got a few <clears throat> a few notes, but um, I didn't like them because it's almost too real to me because uh, I'm going to start with my buddy, Zach, uh, he told me that I'm at an age now where I don't get offered drugs because I'm just like too old. Now, I don't know how that feels, but <laughs> I, I get maybe because, again, this guy was, was super tall, skinny dude, um, had like pink salmon shorts on that were too small, but then a gray T-shirt that was too big. Uh, you know what I mean? That kind of guy, like scratchy, like skater hair. And uh, he was probably 23, 24. So I assume college student. And he was just, you know, fucking doing cocaine off of the urinal so I would think that I I don't know I I think at that age if I was doing I would have just been like hey bro you would you like some I don't know I don't think it's an old thing um I also talked to a few people and they said that etiquette just doesn't exist and uh, why am I so weird to think that somebody would want to share drugs with me a stranger um because drugs are hard to come by and therefore uh, like my buddy Kyle quoted, he said, it's like precious from Lord of the Rings. Like, I'm not sharing that shit with nobody. I don't give a fuck who sees. So I guess that's person to person. But then the third kind of overarching <laughs> note that actually upset me the most is I, in any military town, I look like a guy in the military. This is just what we look, where, you know, usually short, <laughs> usually have some sort of tattoos, or usually shaved, have shorter hair. Like, we just look like military people. And everybody here reminded me that not only am I not in military town, but that description in the civilian sector is a cop. And so I got told I look too much like a cop <laughs> for that guy to offer me drugs. Now, 
I don't think I look like a cop. Then again, I I don't know what other people see uh, see when they look at me, right? So I just assumed I just I look like a normal guy, and maybe in my head I'm a little younger than than I look. You know what I mean? I'm always like, hey, what's up, fellow kids, or you know, whatever. But it it really upset me because they're like, yeah, you look like a narc. But I'm like, what? <laughs> I've spent my entire life not being a narc and chastising anybody who has narc kind of features or behaviors and then only to be told me when I am at the right, how old I'm like 54 right now, at the ripe old age of 54 that somebody in a public bathroom on a, on a weekday would look at me and think, no, I'm not sharing my cocaine with this guy off the urinal, first off. I'm not sharing my urinal cocaine with this guy is genuinely upsetting. So I don't know. I would like to hear everybody else who listens to this podcast, their thoughts of doing drugs in public and the etiquette that I assumed was still there. Um, meaning, hey, would you like some of this? Maybe it's a different culture. Maybe COVID did it. I don't know. <laughs> but back in my day, we fucking shared our drugs with strangers, especially in a public setting because you don't want them to go out and ride. And plus, if I was a fuck, you know, if I look like a narc, wouldn't you try to fucking hide it? I don't know. <sighs> I'm upset. I don't think I look like a cop, but I'll let you all decide that. Okay, moving on. So I mentioned my buddy Zach earlier, and uh, I mentioned him a few times. If you don't know him, it's he's veteran with a sign. If you are social media people, he's the guy who stands in you know a hat and glasses and a skivvy shirt and holds up a sign, you know, saying whatever he wants to say. So when I say Zach, that's who I'm talking about. Um, I think he's the only Zach I know, but I say that because he. He calls me a lot. He's pretty obsessed with me. And uh, he, I told him a story um, that happened to me not too, too long ago. And he was like, you got to say it on the podcast. got to say it. I don't think it's that great of a story. But Zach, since you love to hear your name, number one. Number two, since you like this story, um, I, w- I, will, I will tell it to thousands of people who don't give a fuck. Um, but it's, it is interesting because it's the first time I've seen Stolen Valor in person and so blatantly in a very, very long time. So here's what happened. I had tickets to a museum. Um, they, call it the, they call it the Night at the Museum. And the museum district here in Houston, Texas is fucking awesome. Um, there's a ton to do. Uh, there's you know the natural history, the modern art, and uh, dozens of other ones that I you know haven't been to yet. But it, it really is cool. The museum district is like a place to be here in Houston. So the... Um, Museum of Natural History did something called the Night at the Museum where um, they shut down the museum and it's 21 and over only and they have a bunch of breweries um, from uh, all Texas breweries just come and stage throughout the museum. So essentially you get to just uh, drink beer and walk around a really gorgeous, gorgeous museum. And so I was kind of excited. I normally don't leave my house, um, but I saw this and I was like, I I could do that. So there's there's a tinge of excitement, you know, and, uh, so it was on a Saturday, and I woke up, and I went to go work out, um, you know, so I could squeeze into my medium shirt to walk around this museum, and uh, on my way to the gym, uh, my car was kind of being funny, but like, I don't know, it wasn't it wasn't anything too crazy, like the check engine like kept popping up, and then going away and popping up, and I was kind of, oh cool, hopefully I can, you know, like most adults do, turn up the radio loud enough that I don't hear it anymore, so I get to the gym, I work out, and then I'm leaving, and I'm driving back, and it's like a 15-minute drive. It's not very far. And uh, the 
check engine light is like just on the whole time now, right? And then my car just starts, the engine starts shaking and then it just dies. And so again, I'm on like the fucking highway and my car dies and it's, I'm like in a dead fucking, just a dead roll. And so I have to pull off to the side, shut it down and then start it back up and it like starts back up and I do it and it dies again, dies twice on my way home, which is terrifying, number one. Number two, I was like, what the fuck is happening? So I get home, I'm looking um, in the engine. First off, like I know what I'm doing. Um, but there doesn't seem to be anything wrong. So I'm kind of like, okay, maybe it was just like a weird fucking whatever. Um, but also <laughs> I fucking have plans. I got to go to the night of the museum, drink beer. So I'm like, I just fucking, you know, I won't look at it for a few hours and then fucking I'll, uh, I'll come back to it. So I go and I, uh, <laughs> I meet up with who I'm meeting up with to, or no, I'm going on my way to meet up who I'm meeting up with and my car just fucking dies again. And so I'm like, fuck. And so I'm looking, I'm in a Kroger parking lot. I was able to fucking, it was like five minutes from my house. I was super close, but I was able to, you know, fucking cruise into there. And so I'm looking in the hood and I'm like, what the fuck? So I tell the person I'm being like, hey, meet me at this Kroger parking lot. And, um, you know, fuck, I'm going to call AAA and see if they can tow it back to the house. I don't want to worry about it tonight, whatever's going on with it. I'll just fucking deal with it tomorrow. It's fucking night at the museum. Fucking act accordingly. So um, they pull up and we're sitting in their car and uh, the AAA guy calls me and he's like, <laughs> So, it, it's funny. Have you ever played that game um, when you hear someone on the phone for the first time and you're just, you know you're going to see them. And so, you're like, I wonder what this person looks like. So, the person calls you and like, hey, I'm with Triple H. I can't do a Mike Tyson version. That was that was terrible. But he had a very Mike Tyson-y kind of voice. Like, you can tell it was a man, but very like, hey, 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 like high, high pitched and kind of squealy. And he's like, I'll be there in like 25 minutes or whatever. <laughs> I'm going to stop doing the voice. But, uh, he was like, yeah, I'll be there in like five minutes. And I'm like, okay. And so in my mind, I'm thinking it's a black guy, right? Um, I just, you know, Mike Tyson is black last time I checked. And that's the voice it reminded me of. Again, it was like a, it was a man's voice, but it was like high pitched. And I was kind of like, all right, it's a black guy. So um, <clears throat> he texts me. It's like, I'm near your location. I'll be there soon. And then, so he gets there and this is not a black guy. It is a, it's not even a Mexican. So like I live in a big um, Hispanic uh, population in, you know, Northeast Houston. And I don't even think he was, he was like some kind of bizarre Island race. I don't even know. It was like Samoan maybe. I don't know. It was very vaguely, vaguely, I was wrong, but he was like vaguely something. So I was like, okay. But he's also like tall and really fat and had like his, um, his triple A uniform was like, didn't fit and the top part was unbuttoned. So you could see his like very patchy chest hair and, uh, he was just, he was a gross, he was a gross looking guy, but whatever, it's not, I'm not, I'm not there to fuck him, I'm there for, you know, I want him to fucking figure out what's on my car, and uh, he's like, hey, are you the one to call Triple A, and, like, yeah. and so he's looking around, he's like, I don't know, he's like, I don't see anything, Um, you know, fucking, could be this, could be that, he's like, if you need a tow, he's like, then, you know, I gotta call another guy to tow, I was like, yeah, just tow back to the house, I'm late for beers at the museum, so I'm going to fucking, you know, I'll just deal with this later. I'll just tow it to a shop tomorrow. And um, he's like, okay. And so he calls a tow truck. Tow truck shows up, and it starts pulling my car away from the spot. And he's like, wait, wait, wait. And he like call, he's like calling me, even though he can see me. He's like calling my phone. And he's like, look. And so I get out of the tow truck with a guy, and I see the... Uh, fucking where my jeep was parked the fucking front of it like where the 
oil gauges, there was oil just like all over it. Like it was like fucking, it looked like somebody had like cut something and was just bleeding oil. And he was like, look at that. And I was like, oh shit, well there's the fucking problem. I'm fucking hemorrhaging oil. And um, he was like, yeah. And he got on all fours in this fucking Houston, Texas fucking parking lot in a Kroger. It's like a thousand degrees. He's on all fours on the blacktop and he's like touching the oil. Like he'd never seen it. It was really weird. I don't know what he was doing. And I was like, dude, if I can have some composure. He's like, it's oil. And I was like, yeah, I see it. I see it. And uh, he's like, he's so, you know, he's so happy. He got to the bottom of it. He's like, yeah, you're leaking oil. I was like, I see that, man. This is crazy. And we, you know, high five or whatever. And uh, I was like, okay, so... I update, you know, the tow truck guy. Hey, we found out it's the oil, blah, blah, blah. Just tow it back to the house. And uh, so the AAA guy, he's all excited. Like, he just fucking solved a murder mystery. And he's calling the supervisor. Like, it's oil, sir. And he's like, what the fuck? Anyway, so he's like, he's he's having me do paperwork and stuff. And it, it, this is like, the, this is probably the second time I got close enough to see that he had, um, he had dog tags on, but they weren't... Um, they weren't like regular dogs. There was like it was like dog tag chain, and but there was a lot more going on. It was the first time I looked, and he had a full blown uh, military challenge coin. Um, if you've seen those, they're like the fucking size of a silver dollar, and they're fucking thick and heavy usually. And he had it just fucking. He had drilled a hole in one and put it on his dog tag. So he had two clinging dog tags and a challenge coin. And I got closer, and I saw on the challenge coin there was the hospital corpsman caduces, like their logo. And then it had a combat action ribbon next to it. So I'm like, oh, shit, this guy was a fucking FMF corpsman. And uh, <laughs> I was like, I was like, oh, cool. You know, fuck, I was FMF forever and might go back to that, you know, life someday. And I was like, fuck, he's a fucking doc. That's what's up. And so I was filling out the paperwork and I, like, pointed to his his <laughs> taco meat chest and his, his fucking challenge coin hanging off his neck. And I was like, hey, man, uh, were you a corpsman? And he goes, huh? And I pointed, I was like, corpsman, because, again, Healthcare caduces and a combat action ribbon on a coin, which is bizarre. And he goes, oh, yeah, yeah. And he turned it over, and it has the SEAL Team 2 logo on it. And I was like, oh, shit, okay. And then in my mind, I'm like, okay, he was a corpsman with the teams? I don't know. Fucking. And he goes, I was a Navy SEAL for 22 years. And all the life in my body just left because I let out the bit. So <laughs> one thing I've learned um, in my days in the military is not everybody looks like something, like you think Navy SEAL, usually you think of a pretty put together guy, um, but they're not all built the same. You know, I've served in the SEAL team. There's short ones, tall ones, skinny ones, um, built ones, you know, I mean, th- they are different, but you look at this guy and he literally is shaped like a potato, was on all fours earlier saying, oil, oil, and he's looking me in my eyes with his fucking missing teeth and saying, I was a Navy SEAL for 22 years. <laughs> and the the sigh that left my body would have knocked over any standing structure near me because that's how much exertion it took for me to, while shaking his hand, go, oh, okay, thank you for your service. So I, I've i seen Stolen Valor before. It happens, it happens a lot, actually. Um, but to steal so much Valor that it's like, I'm going to tell you that I was the most exclusive thing there is um, and not only am I going to say that, again, he could have got this dude. He kind of he could have stole just a touch of valor and gotten away with it. Could have been so good. He could have kept those caduces and been like, "Yeah, I was a fucking, I was a fleet marine force corpsman, and I was in fucking Fallujah, and I stacked bodies and saved souls." What the fuck did you? You know what I mean? Like, and I would have believed him because there's no fucking. I don't give a fuck. Like that's awesome. But he decided to go with, 
I was active duty in the military, and I was a Navy SEAL for 22 years, meaning he retired as a Navy SEAL, E1, all the way to fucking who knows what. Probably He was probably an admiral, you know what I mean? Because all, all Navy SEALs get out and work at fucking AAA. And he just, you could tell he had the smirk on his face that he had been dealing with civilians so much that they just believed it. Because why wouldn't they? And it just, I don't know, it just goes to show that people can trust to lie to me and therefore should share their cocaine. I know, but uh, I, I just, it was so upsetting. I was like, we just had this moment playing in the oil together and now you're going to steal all the valor you can muster. And I was just like, hey, thanks for your service, man. You can tell he expected me to do so much more um, other than shake his hand and say thanks. Um, but he just we both walked away feeling unsatisfied because he had lied to me and I had not backed up that lie with the uh, positive affirmation he was seeking. So it, it's wild out there, man. And to all my stolen Valor soldiers out there, could you, if you're going to steal Valor, maybe not steal all of it. That's kind of my uh, advice for the day. Just st- steal it enough that it's believable, but also leave them wanting more, you know? <laughs> Don't say I was a Navy SEAL for 22 years while you smell like Funyuns and are covered in Mike Jeep's oil. That's all I'm saying. There you go, Zach. There was your fucking story. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's pretty much all I got today, man. I, I have a lot of really good uh, guests lined up. I know y'all, and you know, to cap this off, I do want to say um, all these episodes of me just ranting and raving are fun to do um, and y'all seem to enjoy it. I have a lot of really cool guests lined up. excuse me and i think you're really gonna like um some of the stuff i have cooking up so uh stay tuned and keep listening and then also i'm gonna leave it up to you so i have a workout of the day um you know in my back pocket at all times but i will i will put it to a vote uh for next episode i won't do one today but I'll put it to a vote do you guys like that or not because i've heard a lot of people say i don't miss workout of the day but i've also heard heard a few people say hey i miss workout of the day so i don't know if y'all are doing them or not but um i just i like to get the word out there so go ahead let me know if you want me to keep doing that i'll probably do a poll um but yeah that's it for this week again i i, I can't thank you all enough for you know the support you give and the, the critiques and the feedback and the love um it means the world so me and lucy definitely appreciate it uh so Just keep doing what you're doing, and I'll keep doing what I'm doing. So, as always, stand by for more.